morning, and welcome to your Friday Five, a weekly newscast from the Boston University News Service. It's Friday, February 7th. I'm Hannah Harton, our podcast and production director. And I'm Catherine Sindels, our arts and opinion editor. Today we'll take a look at our top stories from this week, including the third annual Boston Black Restaurant Challenge, new legislation from the Cannabis Control Commission, and a look back at CNN's town hall in Manchester, New Hampshire. Let's get started so you can start your day. Only two days into February, the third annual Boston Black Restaurant Challenge was already two restaurants in, and residents were eager to try the dozens of black eateries in the city. Boston has been criticized for being unwelcoming to black and minority populations. Not everyone believes that the restaurant challenge will bring people together and support black businesses, but rather further divide the many different cultures in Boston. The fact that they're black shouldn't necessarily impact our allegiance to them. More so, the business product and offering of the enterprise, says Miles Grossman, a native of Boston standing outside of Daryl's. Nia Grace, the owner of Daryl's, did not agree. As a restaurant owner, she believes it's important to market to Boston that these businesses are black-owned. Let's talk about it, Grace said. How many faces of color will you see? There are not a lot of black-owned restaurants in the industry. We have to show we are our own and be proud of it. The challenge can be followed on Twitter at Boston Black Restaurant Challenge and Facebook with the hashtag Boston Eats Black. This story was reported by Rachel Kelly. Boston University students studying abroad in Sydney joined the relief effort in the Campbell Rhododendron Garden Monday morning to help clear damage from the devastating bushfires sweeping across Australia. Pulling weeds, transporting new rhododendrons for planting and pruning away dead branches to make way for emerging sprouts. You hear about it and you just want to help and give back student volunteer Amanda Jabukiak said. So much has been taken away from them, so you figure you do what you can to help. The Blackheath community has united behind the effort to restore the Rodo Gardens. Before David Sutton joined the volunteer staff, he would bring his daughter to see the rhododendrons just like the ones growing at his home. The amount of bushland that's been burned is phenomenal, he said, when describing the devastation that swept through the mountains, including his own town of Lithgow. No one is more enthusiastic about the emerging growth than Harris. A smile lit up his face every time he spotted the smallest indication of new growth. Look at him, he said, pointing out a small plant growing out of a blackened gum tree. He's starting right out at the bottom. This story was reported by Molly Hirsch. Over a dozen amendments and hours of deliberation later, the House of Representatives authorized the Cannabis Control Commission, or CCC, to oversee and regulate host community agreements signed between marijuana establishments and municipalities in Massachusetts on Wednesday. House Speaker Robert DeLeo said several stakeholders were worried that the previous legislation wasn't clear enough and he wanted the law redrafted. I think today was meant strictly not so much to reopen the whole discussion or debate about marijuana sales, he said, but to clarify the powers that the Cannabis Control Commission has. A 2019 report by the CCC said that the flexibility of language of the law led to varying interpretations. While some HCAs asked for compulsory payments of community impact fees, some did not require any monetary compensation. Some set changing percentages up to 3%, while others set an amount rather than a percentage of sales, arguing that the amount was lawful as long as it did not exceed 3%. A 2018 WBUR review of multiple HCAs corroborated the CCC's report. The adopted bill will be introduced in the Senate later this session. This story was reported by Devyani Cheshri. Polkadog Bakery in the Seaport WS development and a non-profit organization called New Life for Pause collaborated to put on an adoption event Saturday. Coordinators Claire Kilcurran and Laura Barbo helped to set up a puppy-sized football arena for the Seaport Puppy Bowl, where six rescue puppies from Aruba came to play and hopefully be adopted. Neighborhood dogs were also welcome to come and join in the fun. 
Play was mediated by a dog referee and the nearby bakery sold plenty of treats to the canine athletes. This story was reported by Kendall Tamer. To see the full photo gallery, go to bunewsservice.com. Last but not least, our contributors visited the CNN Town Hall in Manchester, New Hampshire this week. Four of the eight candidates running for the Democratic nomination in November spoke Wednesday night at St. Anselm College in Manchester, New Hampshire. Former Vice President Joe Biden, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren, Andrew Yang, and Tom Steyer each had an hour to give their speech, which aired on CNN at 8 p.m. The speeches came hours after the Republican-led Senate voted to acquit President Donald Trump of all articles of impeachment. Several candidates had expressed their thoughts before the town hall, most controversially Tom Steyer, who called Trump, quote, the criminal in the White House. Anderson Cooper addressed the impeachment trial within a minute of the town hall, asking Joe Biden for his thoughts on it. This story was reported by Rachel Rock and Jacob Calling. For their full coverage, visit BUNewsService.com. And that's it for your Friday Five. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. For the full versions of this week's stories, visit BUNewsService.com slash podcasts and click on today's episode. We'd like to thank today's contributing writers as well as our production team. This week's episode of Friday Five was produced by Hannah Hahn. And be sure to check out our latest episode of Between the Bylines, where we sit down with our contributors to discuss our top stories through the lens of student journalism. Visit us online at BUNewsService.com slash podcasts for more information.